Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. So I was on his Twitter page today because Twitter is up, as well as Nubia, by the way. And he was lifting weights. And I was like, it's, it's, uh, like I'm, I'm imagining that the weights, is this like fake weights? Because I'm, I'm looking at your legs, Bakari. And I'm like, how are you able to lift all that weight? And I know you're tall, brother. But you're apparently very strong as well. Let me welcome former South Carolina House of Representative, author of My Vanishing Country, and soon to be at the state of black male, the black male for Forbes, Ford's uh, Men of Courage. Let me welcome Bukhari Sellers. Thank you so much for having me. And first of all, um, I got to stay in shape. I'm playing rec league basketball, so I got to stay in some shape out there. And it was I was deadlifting 225 for those of your listeners who want to know. Um, but I like to get it in and running a, and I, I'm looking forward to Star- Starsky joining me, hopefully, but I'm running a 10K in Vegas in February. Black men oh, got to wow. stay healthy, man. So I'm out there doing everything I can do to stay healthy and stay alive for my babies, man. Well, I was going to say, your twins are, are keeping you active. They are a whole festival, those two. I'm watching them. Yeah, and you, and you may hear them because they're so rude. I'm like, daddy has to work and they don't care. So, so, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of uh, tolerance for daddy's work schedule. So we're here and and just, I I love to be able to work from home and be on your show and do all of those things that COVID has uh, thrown us off kilter a lot, but being able to wear my Barack Obama alumni t-shirt from 2007 and uh, be able to kiss my babies when I get off from doing the Karen Hunter show is all, I mean, that's a blessing and we have to soak it all up. I, love Look, I tell people, that, I tell folks, the gift of this moment is, uh, especially on these zooms, is so we can't apologize. We don't apologize for children because uh, we're invading their space, uh, <laughs> doing all this stuff from our home. So, uh, so glad, I'm glad you get to be with them. And I'm, yeah, I'm gonna hit you up about that 10k. Let in, me know. In Vegas in February, I think the temperatures may be okay. Generally, I don't know. If I want to talk about running in Vegas, but February is a month where. The, and, the, it's the outside. And, and it's outside, and it's of course it's outside, but and it's at night, so you know we oh, gonna it's okay. gonna be it's gonna, yeah it's, it's you know they wanted me to run half a marathon, and I said who chasing me? That's the only way. I'm <laughs> but <laughs> you can get me to do a ten k. Now what what's the uh you, you imagine you're doing it for charity? Imagine somebody's no, I'm it. just I just found a race and wanted to do it. Oh, Listen, okay. the only way I work out is if I have a target, a basketball season that I'm really too old for a Murph or a race somewhere. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, Chadwick Bozeman and this kind of ties into a lot of things. We saw he just got a, there was a $4.5 million Netflix scholarship announced today in his honor at Howard. Oh, that but was from just, Netflix. I was, I talked about that. I didn't know it came from Netflix. Go ahead now. Yeah, no. And I, I just think that he taught a lot of us the fragility of life. And so, man, I'm serious about staying in shape now. So yeah, I, I, it ain't for charity. I mean, if somebody wants a charitable contribution, if I make it to the finish line, I will give it. But this is just, this is selfishly for me to stay in shape. I love it. I love it's it. Um, are you running for office? Because I see you run. See how I did that? The running. Are you running for? <laughs> I am running for my life. I am running from these student loans. It's always amazing that Facebook and Instagram go down, but Sally Mae and Navient never go down, right? The Fed loan servicing never goes down. Um, (laughs) So, no, I'm not running for anything. I'm waiting on Jim Clyburn to retire whenever that time comes, and then we'll take a look at the 6th Congressional District. But uh, right now, he he is in South Carolina. He endorsed a good friend of mine, Tamika Isaac Devine, who's trying to be the first Black mayor of 
black female mayor of the city of Columbia. And he did it today wearing a, a coral pink blazer. So I don't think Jim Clyburn is slowing down at all anytime soon. Oh, I, we had Jamie Harrison's popping in on us every month. And, um, I, you know, you and I met, uh, at the, at, uh, the, the, uh, state house, uh, as that flag was coming down, uh, you joined me and that's the first time I met your, your tall self. And, um, I was super impressed and I'm like, this man needs to, you know, be involved more. And, you know, I love, you know, your behind the scenes activity, uh, but South Carolina deserves better leadership, you know, than a Lindsey Graham, than a Tim Scott. And I feel like, you know, my my ancestors come from there. You know, my granddaddy's from Somerville, uh, rest his soul. And, you know, the roots of enslavement, you know, that was a breeding state that many was a port of entry from Barbados, from the new from, you know, the Caribbean. And a lot of our blood, sweat and tears literally in that, in that soil in South Carolina and it deserves better leadership. So I'll just say that out loud. Listen, I don't I don't disagree with you, but I will tell you some of the things that we have to do in South Carolina is similar to other parts of the country. People just want to wake up and want their state to be Georgia overnight. They want to just organize uh, during election season and say, we can win this race. We're going to be like Stacey Abrams in Georgia. But what they don't know is the work she did behind the scenes. What they don't know is she started raising money back in 2014 for Fair Fight. They don't know the precinct by precinct level organization that was done to register new voters, to find them, to identify them. Because it ain't, it ain't cheap and it ain't easy. It, it is thankless, tiring work. And so we have to be dedicated to that in South Carolina if we are going to ever end up like Georgia, which is now purple, or North Carolina, which is purple, or even Virginia, which is blue. We have a long way to go as, as, as our brethren and, and some of our ancestors are from Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana. Um, those states can change, but the work has to start today. And then if the work starts today, then that means by the 2026 or 2028 election cycle, you can reap the benefits thereof. Mm. We're here with Reverend Dr. Starsky Wilson, who also, of course, is the um, head of the Children's Defense Fund. Bakari Sellers is here. Um, you are working with uh, Ford Men of Courage, and you're going to be on a panel participating in the state of the black male. What is the state of the black male? <laughs> That's a big, bold question. I think that the state of the black, black male is undeterred. I think that it's one where we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace than we have. I think it's one that um, going into uh, COVID, the uncertainty surrounding it, both from a public health and economic perspective, uh, shocked our core and shocked our consciousness. But it's one, uh, the state of the black male is emerging from that. We are emerging stronger mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually than we went in. Um, I know a lot of individuals who just need to take a deep breath and give themselves a pat on the back because, uh, you know, mama, we made it, right? There are a lot of individuals who are not able to say that they are still above water after COVID. It took a lot of folk out, literally and figuratively. Um, but you see black men, particularly a lot of the ones that we're gonna spend time with this week in Detroit and shout out to Ford. I mean, the, the men of courage, having the audacity to allow Black men to be dreamers, having the audacity to allow them to gather and to share our woes, our, our uh, tribulations, our trials, but also our successes and be able to be in an environment where we can motivate and push each other. I think, um, you know, we, we talk about these companies that are doing and, and that, are, that are having a post-George Floyd moment, but Ford has been doing this work for a very long period of time 
And it's not just throwing a little bit of money at something. This is actually very intentional and purposeful. And so the state of the black male is one that's resilient, undeterred, unbowed, unbroken. It's actually still um, words from a black woman. I wanted to ask a little bit about like the spaces that have held you, um, brother, as a, as a black man in this society. So I, I was sharing with Karen earlier, I spent this past weekend, I was in Atlanta, um, and uh, one of our, you know, kind of common kin in this broader connection, uh, David Calloway, brother Don Calloway, uh, whom you know as well, uh, got married. And there were these moments, of course, there is, wait, you know, wait, the pause. Sweetheart. Don, Don wasn't married before? No, Don was married. David, yeah, Don's married. David, Don's okay. younger brother. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Because I was so like, hey, so, I his wife. I'm confused. So Don, Don right. was the best man. So just imagine, okay. like, you know, the toast, right? So that's Don, right? But David got married. And there are the two moments, right? So he's a Morehouse guy. He's a Kappa. So, of course, there's a sweetheart song moment of the circle. Then there's the Morehouse song. And and there was this, he has this, he had a friend, Brothers White, um, from like seventh grade. And he's one of his groomsmen. And someone asked him to be the person to record the Morehouse alma mater, like from the middle. So he's in the middle and he was, he was shaken after it. Uh, he was moved by having been able to have access to it because it was one of those spaces. There was like a liminal space for black manhood and connection and community. And so we had both of those moments. Uh, it's just and this, the stuff that we miss. And so I was reconnected with that this weekend. It was so significant. I wanted to ask, what have been those moments for you? Those kind of cradles, those moments of community to nurture you in this work and in being as a black man for the things that you're accomplishing? I mean, that's a good question. Um, so I, I think first and foremost, I'll start kind of uh, close to my center and branch out. Uh, first and foremost, of course, are just the, the friends, the Don Calloways, the Kyle Harris, who's a spokesperson for uh, the mayor of Baltimore, who randomly lets we have to pray for him. He just came out and announced he got diagnosed with COVID-19, uh, uh, Mayor Scott in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and so, uh, you know, the Jerry Lodehoaks, who I believe you had recently on your show, um, you know, the Antoine Seawrights, who's a top flight lobbyist and political consultant. You know, we talk every day. We check in with each other every day. So it's that nexus of good friends who keep you humble, who keep you balanced, who tell you when you're full of it um, and who try to give you your flowers while you're living. Then, you know, it's it's my father and brother uh, who are intentional and purposeful in teaching me how to be a father, you know, through their lived experiences. I think that fatherhood is something, brotherhood is something that has to be, you know, you, you, it, it has to be done through example, through community. And I think that, you know, having them pulling me close to the bosom and, and, and showing me and teaching me um, how to love, because I want to give it all away, but you have to know how to do it, right? And so I think those things are so important. Mm -hmm. And then as I move further out, um, you know, I like, to, I like to, not just this weekend, but I get, you know, my, one of my thrills is talking to other young black men. Now, I, I don't really want to talk to too many old folk too much, but when I, when you put me in an audience with, you know, teenagers or high school students or college students or millennials or young people in the workforce, I mean, that's where you learn a lot from other individuals. I mean, that's where, that is, that is where growth happens. And so that, that excites me. And so, um, you know, those are the, those are kind of the three um, and all of them, you have to search for, man. You gotta, you gotta search for these spaces to grow. You know, a lot of people are like, 
when they feel their lives becoming stagnant, it's because they weren't an active participant in their life. They were expecting things to rain down on them, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like melodies from heaven, but that's not the way <laughs> life works, right? Like you have to go out and actively be a part of, of making yourself better and seeking out these forms and spaces and humans uh, that make your life better. Um, and that, that's, those are the three ways in which I do that. Bakari, B-A-K-A-R-I underscore sellers. It's where you can follow him on the Twitters, uh, which is the only platform that's up besides <laughs> Nubia right now. Bakari Sellers, he's going to be at Fort Men of Courage on their panel. Uh, this is uh, this weekend. It was, when is it? It's tonight? Friday. Friday, be, Friday. Detroit, Detroit, Michigan on Friday. Okay. Uh, what are you going to teach Stokely about being a man? I, I feel like we're we're in so many inflection points right now. Um, where definitions of things, you know, like defining manhood, what does that mean? Uh, and then how do you teach that to the next generation of future men, black men in so, particular? You know, I'm actually writing about this in my new book, which comes out before the, well, I have a book coming out in January, which is a children's book, which is extremely dope called Who Are Your People? Because in the South, people always ask, who are your people and where are you from? So Who Are Your People is my new book coming out. It's already illustrated by a great by a great illustrator named Reggie Brown, another black man, and so um, you know that's dope. But in my in my next the dope book, which comes out prior to the election in twenty twenty two, I actually write a letter. The dope to... book. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's a youthful colloquialism means. I know what it means. Don't you don't play yourself, Bakari. I would jump through this Zoom and keep you right in your thoke on these you know, areas. Don't play yourself. Know, in a certain part of the country, I you know people are already wearing Tims up there where y'all are. So I'm just I'm using the lingo. <laughs> um, um, but nah, you know what? Instead of teaching Stokely, man, I, I always I'm gonna show him. Um, you know, I'm emotional. I, it's okay for Stokely to cry. When my I'm not the father who's like, don't cry, don't cry. You know, boys don't cry. Wipe those tears. Now I pick them up and I'm like, why are you crying? Are you hurt? And, All right, is something bothering you? Well, tell me what's bothering you. Like allowing people to grow emotionally and not stunt them at three years old. Now, do I, is this right? I don't know. I mean, we're going to figure it out as we go. That's kind of how parenting is. If he ends up, you know, a sociopath or something, you have to say, I didn't do it right. But my prayer is that he becomes a change agent along the way. And I want to show him that. I want to show him we're, we're big proponents. I always say in our family, Stokely and Sadie, and they, they do it back to me. I say, we give big kisses, we give big hugs, we give big love, right? And they do big. I'm like, how much does daddy love you? And they say big, because that's just, that's kind of the environment that I want them to feel comfortable in growing in. And then I just want him to be comfortable in his own skin. Let give him the space. You know, I, I'm just going to give him the boundaries. You know, basically with boys is don't kill yourself and don't kill nobody else, but, you know, give him the boundaries. And, and along those boundaries, allow him the opportunity and space to grow within himself and be comfortable being being who he is and knowing that I have about 20 tattoos, 22 tattoos. Do you? Like I mm-hmm. didn't see that when you were lifting weights. So none of them must be on them little bird legs. I gotta you got to take my shirt off in my next weightlifting <laughs> picture. Get me in trouble. Come home. Why, my wife will be like, why are you thotting around on Instagram whenever they get back up? So I, <laughs> I got like 22, 22 tattoos. And one of them is from Albert Einstein. It says only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. And that is something that I teach Stokely all the time. And where is that? Where does that reside on your body? It's uh, 
So my oh, left. okay. Ooh, oh, now he really flexing. All right, put your shirt down. Put the, put the sleeve down. <laughs> you asked. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. Speaking of thotting around, see, <laughs> <laughs> just just out here showing out. You know, um, in on the wake of R. Kelly, um, the verdict. Whoa, we've been that's having. Not, that's a terrible. No, 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 no. It's a great thing. Great. <laughs> sit, sit with it for a minute. I got this. Hold ahead. Um, in the wake of the R. Kelly verdict, we've been having a lot of you know mental health professionals on the show talking about you know, the things we never talk about and the things we should be talking about. Cause R. Kelly's symptomatic. He's not, he's not the, the problem. He's the symptom. And you know, what, what has come out over the last week is that, you know, the home should be the safe space. You know, what you're saying about Stokely and Sadie is so beautiful because that's the place, you know, we were raised, well, my generation, my parents' generation, I know not your generation, Bakari, were raised to be seen and not heard, children to be, and and I'm going to treat you in a way so that you could be prepared for the brutality that you're going to experience in the world. So we're going to be super brutal. So when you get out in the world, you won't be unfamiliar. And this whole shift now in making home the place where young people can feel safe and loved and it's the one place in the world where they should have all of those things not the opposite i think it's gonna turn out right because we got a lot of damaged adults walking around because of the previous way in which we were trying to parent no i i, I wholeheartedly disagree I, I my my theory and well again we'll see how it plays out my theory is that the world like you said is so rough and tumble and there is not a lot of world for us with our black a lot of love for us with our black skin in the world and so therefore, if you're going to get love, you're going to get it in this house. Now, that don't mean that we don't don't have discipline. I want every listener to understand, like you, I saw Joy Ann Reed tweeting about the fact that, you know, people now feel like kids now feel like they can tell their parents what they want for dinner. Like growing up, we didn't have that. My parents cooked and you ate what they cooked, even if it was liver and onions, which I hated. You're going to have you had to take a bite. We don't make a separate meal for you. We're not asking for your opinion on what the menu is, because you're not buying no groceries. Those rules still apply in this house. But what I am also saying is that we give them an insatiable amount of love and pour it on them so they know and they feel comfortable in who they are and going out to love. I I honestly, and to the flip side of your your segue with uh, your transition with R. Kelly, you know, R. Kelly's a degenerate. R. Kelly belongs under the prison. Um, I cannot imagine, you know, if R. Kelly perpetrated any of those crimes uh, against my mother, daughter, uh, sister, or any of those things. But just because he perpetrated them as a man, I should still feel comfortable enough, even though it wasn't my family, in calling him out for what it is. And I think, I don't know if you guys recall the Boondocks episode um, yeah. when he was in trial and he sang a song. And he was they were like, just because he can sing doesn't mean that he didn't do these things and that he's not a bad person. And so I think we also have to have a level of honesty in our community and a dialogue in honesty. And did I go away? Oh, I'm right here. Okay. I thought I went away. And we also have to, this sounds, this, I mean, we say it so much now, but like we have to protect black women and we have to care about black women. You know, he went out there praying on, on nobody else. He was praying on us. And black men were offering them up. I mean, we, you know, we we didn't protect Aaliyah, right? We didn't protect all of those victims that were going through that. And so, you know, as a community, we let a lot of people down with R. Kelly. I think the blessing is that, you know, he he's going to, uh, you know, have his day uh, in court. And he had it one and he has two more in Illinois and Minnesota somewhere. 
I appreciate this because and, and, and some of this in this moment, because this is a conversation we have to keep having about uh, new touchstones of, of masculinity, of black masculinity in particular. Uh, and because in this moment, more people can access the conversations. Um, so I wanted to just make sure we heard again when and whether people can outside of Detroit, whether people can access uh, the conversation uh, that you're going to be uh, in with the man of courage uh, this week. So everything we do is 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 synced, right? You know, this is this general. Well, I would say you could probably stream it on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't know. We, I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is My mama's having yeah. a fit right now. She can't. You know, she be in them school reunion chat groups. They got a church chat group. Be talking about the preaching. I, she can't. She can't check on her on her grandkids now because she don't have Facebook. I don't know what my mama's gonna do. So. Uh, she probably will pick up the phone and call nonetheless. But, you know, we will make sure that it's accessible through all of those things. I, I will, through all of the modes of social media, I'm actually having an IG Live that later this week. So just, it, again, if IG Maybe. Up, but follow me on Twitter as well. We will do our best to, to post that. But we'll make, we'll make everything. And for men of, uh, men of Courage, they actually have their own social media handles. And so you can follow them um, and see the good work they're doing. I mean, shout out to the intentionality, though. Like, I got to go back to that. Because a lot of folk, particularly white folk, want to talk about diversity and inclusion and all the things they're going to do, but they're not intentional about it. They're not purposeful. They don't order their steps so that they can actually see results in that arena. And so that's why I, I don't associate with a lot of folks. Shout out to Puma, too. Work, been working with Puma on a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, there are some companies that get it right. And uh, Ford happens to be one of them. And you can go to F as in Frank, G as in good, B as in boy, dot life uh, to check out Men of Courage because they've been doing this for some time and having barbershops involved. Like, you're right. They have been putting their money where they're not just their money, but their time and their energy and putting this panel together. Who's on the panel with you? I don't even know. That's a good okay. question. All right. I'll find out. We'll I'll tweet it out. You, you're going to be there. I, 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 will, I, I will be there. I can pull it up, though. But keep, what's the next question? Let's see if I can find right. an answer. To that. All right. Uh, I'm not going to give you a next question. I'm going to uh, sit in this uncomfortable moment while you search. Because <laughs> I'm that person. Yeah. So, so Starsky, Starsky, um, you know, as, as Bakari and I, and I love the camaraderie when you start talking about Don and his brother and this, you know, like th these stories are not unusual. You know, I watched my dad and his, and his brother, right. his line brothers, he was a Q, you know, go through and have that camaraderie at his funeral. They came together and sang that song, that Q song, you know, that they send brothers home, you know, into the ancestral realm. And, you know, that's kind of been my upbringing. So I, you know, when I hear, you know, black people don't, you know, this and that and black men don't, da, 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 we don't support each other. That's not been my narrative at all. And I think it's important that we continue to foster the stories that actually free us and move us forward as a community instead of the negative, you know, stats that come out of stat, uh, Chicago and places that they want us to lean into. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because I mean, this is what makes us, this is what shapes us. Um, and in many ways, you know, we have had the opportunity, uh, even talking about platform in this conversation this week, these are things that we've done uh, in, in sacred space, um, barbershops, um, dorm rooms, uh, and not in public space, or, you know, the weddings where it's all us, you know, and, and there weren't, weren't other people to see that. And so it impacts people's narrative of us, um, but these are also humanizing realities. Um, so... So I'm grateful for um, this kind of time period where we're able to have these conversations publicly and people able to see the connections. And sometimes people just need to know that some folks know each other. Like, you know, yeah. you, there's somebody who's going to try 
you know, they might try Bakari at one point, but you know, you know, he's a nice guy. Like there's some people from Texas who knew me before, let's just say BC, before Christ. And you know, so they need to know that like I rocks with him. Okay. <laughs> so yes. Um, and, but people need to know about these connections and and um and this collective brilliance, right? I love it. Um, I love of, it. Of black men. So Friday, Detroit, if you're in Detroit, can people roll up or is this going to be social distance? Nah, I mean, I mean, roll, roll up. Just tell me what Bakari Sellers. Come on in. Um, you know, my, my, good, my good friend Garland Gilchrist is going to be a part of the panel. I should have uh, known that. Oh, yes. Well, Garland Gilchrist is one of the most dynamic individuals. You got one of the best journalists in the, in the metro area, Josh Landon, who's going to moderate and host it. But I look forward to seeing Garland. He, he is, uh, you know, he's someone who's actually led on this issue of COVID. He lost a lot, too. Um, but he's been a he's been a great leader up there. So we'll see what happens. And and they, they you know they got a tough election fight coming up. Uh, he and um, and the governor Gretchen have a have a tough reelect coming up against a, a black guy actually. Yeah, Michigan. So it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be some it's gonna be an interesting interesting election season. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.